It's time for Ned and Night. Amber MacArthur is here. We're going to visit a new notepad program that says it's smarter than the rest. Stay tuned. Ned at Night is next. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Winamp for Android, the ultimate media player for your desktop and Android device, featuring wireless sync. Download it free at winamp.com slash Android. Video bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Night at Night with Amber MacArthur and Leo Laporte, episode 186, recorded January 25th, 2011, Spring Pad. Net at Night is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to Squarespace.com slash night. And by Ford. Introducing the all-new 2012 Ford Focus Electric with voice-activated sync and My Ford Touch, featuring gas-free power, zero CO2 emissions, and battery management technology that lets you go the distance. Learn more at FocusElectricPower.com. And by MailRoute, a secure hosted service that filters viruses and spam for companies of any size. For 10% off your new account, visit MailRoute.info. It's time for Net at Night from Petaluma, California, US of A. I'm Leo Laporte. And I'm Amber MacArthur from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hello, it's Net at Night time. Hey, Leo. And I have to say, I have serious studio envy. Oh, you saw the video, did you? I saw the video and just as I got my little tiny corner of my basement set up with a tiny studio to, you know, possibly look as good as uh, what you have now, you went and uh, <laughs> one upped me again. Well, that's Leo. where it all starts in the little room. I mean, it, it's kind of amazing, you know, but Twit is uh, 2005. It's uh, six years old now, almost six years old now. So it takes, you know, it, 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 this doesn't happen overnight, but it takes a little time, but we get there eventually. And I'm scared to death. I mean, it's a big deal, this big jump. We're going to a not, almost 10,000 square foot studio. Fortunately, Alex Lindsay's going to move in with us. He's oh, gonna, that's good. He's That'll hold be my fun. Hand. Yeah. He's building a green screen cove and a mocap set and all that stuff. I think, it's, I think he says like 40 camera mocap set, motion capture set. Is he going to be there full time then as well? Yeah, I think that they had uh, their studios were in San Francisco and he moved to Petaluma a couple of years ago uh, at my urging. Uh, and uh, he likes it here so much, he's, he like wants to stay up here. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. This is going to turn into a little media town. Yeah, no kidding. It's kind of funny. It's amazing. Well, I'm sure uh, everybody at Twit is super excited about the move. It seems like it's going to be a beautiful space. Oh, yeah. and None more than Eileen, who's so sick of sitting at table in the living room. That <laughs> <laughs> Poor Eileen needed a desk. We're actually doing this, is the, we're doing this for you, Eileen. It's all for Eileen. No pressure, though, Eileen. Don't worry if it doesn't work out. She says, I know. <laughs> it's all to make Eileen happy. That's it. And Tom and Sarah and me. Actually, we're all crowded in here. To be honest with you, we're at each other's throats constantly. It's just really crazy. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be nice to uh, move out <laughs> into a bigger space. <laughs> uh, and we got two new people in here. And uh, I mean, it's just growing like crazy. So, uh, yeah, we, we just have really outgrown the place, I'm afraid. Anyway, it's exciting. We'll see what happens. You know, it, it some it you know, it's not hubris if you get away with it, mm. but at some point it becomes hubris, and you know, the gods smack you down. 
Yeah. Do- what's so? What's the big launch day? Do you have that in? That we're thinking, you know, I, I, we were saying um, May 2nd, but now uh, now I think we might even be able to get in April 15th. We were hoping by April because we're going to start paying rent and have an overlap and stuff in April. So we were hoping by April. So it looks like April. Very cool. Yeah. Now we've got a great guest coming up. It's I don't know if you know this, but this this program has been my uh, has been a pick of mine on Mac Break. I use it on the, uh, on the Android phone. I use it on my iPad. I use it on my iPhone and I use it on the desktop. I love this. I know. A little birdie, and when I say that, I mean Eileen, uh, told me that uh, you are a fan of SpringPad. And so their CEO, Jeff, is going to join us on the show today. And and from what I understand, it's kind of like Evernote, but possibly better. It's like, a, um, it definitely is competing with Evernote in the sense that OneNote goes everywhere, right? And it synchronizes, and there's a web, uh, there's no desktop app, which is a little different. But uh, I, I think that makes sense because the web's so strong now. Um it's a, there is a Chrome. It's, it's funny that where it really kind of started to win me over was when when the Chrome app came out. So it's really an HTML5 app, but uh, then you've got the mobile apps. And yes, it's a it's a Notepad program, but it's with some smarts. With smarts, and you can you can log in with Google and have. Yes. I'm, I'm interested in that because I pretty much live in my Gmail account for everything, yeah. calendar, everything. Yeah, it'll use your Google login. Uh, uh, for you. So that's kind of handy. So you don't have to create a new account. I like it's, it already. It's very cool. See that? Okay. So we're going to have him on and he can tell us a little bit more about it and uh, probably get me hooked. <laughs> One more app for you to use. I know. I know. Before we that's do that, I... though, let's get some, um, some uh, store. Well, actually, you know, what? before we do the stories, we got some good stories. We got some great links for you. Uh, I, I would like to just mention Squarespace, if you don't mind, just kind of quickly. Since they are a great sponsor, we love them very much, and they have a great product for anybody who is looking at making their own website. Squarespace.com. Use uh, the uh, the code NIGHT. Actually, in fact, the easiest thing to do would be to go to squarespace.com slash NIGHT and see what they've got for you. Squarespace is uh, both web hosting and software, content management software. I don't want to call it a blog. I mean, could, because it could be a blog, but it could be so much more. It really is. I know. I know your your partner Chris uses it because he's a photographer for for the photo galleries. A lot of photographers do. Uh, it has forms. It has data collection, so you can you know you can uh, request information from users. Uh, you can uh, t- tie it into Twitter and Flickr and Facebook and all of that. It's got some great Flickr slideshow capabilities. You can import your data from the existing APIs and export them. So you never stuck, movable type, WordPress, typepad, and blogger. But the thing that really sells it for me is how easy it is to set up your first Squarespace site. You could try it for free. Not, don't even need a credit card. Just by going to squarespace.com slash MacBreak. All you need to do is provide a site name. This is a way, if you've got an idea, I want to try something. i got an idea for a site, for instance. Boom, just go there. It's free to do it. You've got it for two weeks. You can import data. You can mess with it. You can really see what you can do. And if, then if you decide to buy, you just convert it to a paid site. Very affordable. They start with $12 a month, although the more you buy, the less it costs. In fact, if you uh, sign up for two years at a time, it's down to ten sixty-seven a month with lots of great features. Always secure because updates are done automatically. You never run out of bandwidth because they're a very sophisticated Java virtual server technology. allows them to throw bandwidth at any site that needs it. And every site looks gorgeous because of their 60-plus designer templates. Go look at the examples and you get an idea of how unique each and every Squarespace site is. Here's a 
A lot of, a lot of artistic people use Squarespace. Here's Stacy Day, Modern Classic Paper. They sell invitations, birth announcements, and it's just gorgeous. This yeah, is all so a nice. standard Squarespace site. Squarespace.com slash Mac um, uh, night, I'm sorry, slash night, N-I-G-H-T, to try it out. And we know you will love Squarespace. We do. Amber uses it. I use it. We all use I it. I love it. It's so easy. I just recommend that for anyone who wants to build a website, just go there, build it. It will just take a few minutes. That's what I like. It. Yeah, you can just do it. Yeah, and I mean, your site, it will look like you had it designed professionally, even if you've done it at home and you have no idea how to design. <laughs> so what is flick? Flick. Flick. I didn't know this was created by some dig guys. I know. And I thought I might have used this or had this as our site of the night a while ago, but uh, maybe not. Um, The site is called Flick. And essentially what it is, is uh, a place online where they compile movie conversations based on Twitter buzz. So um, whatever people are talking about on Twitter, as far as movies, especially with new releases, they kind of put bring that into one place um, and give it the movie a score, sort of like Rotten Tomatoes, but there's obviously this whole interesting real-time social element to it. Um, it's a really cool service. Like you said, it was created by a, a few former uh, Dig employees. Um, I love it. You know, I wrote an article about it a while ago. Uh, it's a beautifully designed site. Um, however, I did not think that uh, it would be as big as it has Who become. Who thought Google would buy it for how much money? Ten million dollars. Ten million bucks. Ten million dollars. This is a good. So, well, you, if you think about it, this, is just one of a million things you could do with Twitter information. This is just a way of mining this data, right? Exactly. Um, that's all they're doing. They're mining the data, so they're bringing it all into one place. So uh, it's super handy. You know, if you want to figure out if you should go see a movie, you want to see the the Twitter chatter about that specific film, and you even want to check what you know individuals in your own network have said about a particular movie, you can get real recommendations from real people. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. I have to say, I'm looking for the ratings. You know, like ta- the town, which I wasn't going to go see, but is. Just getting great reviews, 91% uh, on here. You like that? Waiting really for like Superman, it. that documentary about the education, the broken education system in the U.S., 97%. This is kind of the Rotten Tomatoes style. And Inception, which you know I thought was a huge geek hit, only 88%, which, which uh, kind of surprised me. And Scott Pilgrim, which you would say, oh, God, they must have loved Scott Pilgrim on Twitter, 36%. So this is yeah. really a very good way of getting information. Maybe we yeah, can even predict the Academy Awards based on this. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, they have approximately 10 million users. This is based on something that uh, uh, a report that Flick released at the end of December uh, and uh, a huge sale. So congratulations to all of them. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they started the site. It can't be more than six months, I don't think. Um, it was oh definitely my God. 2010. Um, I imagine there are some happy people. Do you ever think, uh, uh, <laughs> here we are. How long have you been covering this stuff? Uh I don't, almost 10 years, yeah, I guess. okay. 30. Do you ever think... <laughs> so we're sitting on the sidelines, and I'm watching... I've watched now dozens of people cash out with hundreds of millions of dollars. Do you ever think, why not me? Yes. Or does it feel... To me, it feels like the lottery. It does. And I think the one thing is, is that if you want to create a startup like Flick or something else online and you hope it gets tons of attention, you really need to be 110% devoted to 
that cider service. And I've always had my hands in a bunch of different pots and I just like to live like that. So um, I, I don't know if I'll ever have have the opportunity to create my own uh, web service. However, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I look at some of these sites and I think, wow, you know, we could have thought of that. And Leo, I think when we work together, we used to always come up with ideas. It's, I know it's easy to think these ideas up. Yeah, I bet you there's a thousand people, a hundred thousand people said, gosh, if uh, I, I, I should create a site that collates uh, Twitter movie reviews, that would be huge. So it's execution is a lot more than just sure thinking is. of the idea. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's also, you know, the right time and the right place and having the right contacts. I mean, there's so many, there are sites out there that I've seen that are fantastic as far as doing something that no one has done anymore or before. And, it, you know, Google probably has never even heard of them just because right. they could be in some faraway place or some small town well, and they I just also, don't have a chance. I have to wonder, what is Google going to do with this? I mean, why would, I don't think they actually bought the site. I think they bought the guys, right? Yeah. I that's would common. So, I'm that's sure common. That's common. Yeah. Uh, where they just want, uh, they want to be able to get the uh, resources because they're obviously so talented um, and have created something really interesting. Like you said, there's so many things that you can do with Twitter information. Um, and I'm sure Google is looking for some competent people on their team. I'm sure they have lots, but even more who can take information like that and come up with creative ideas. So um, who knows if Flick will still be around um, I do think, you know, one thing is I do like Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I however, use it all the time. In fact, I use Flickster yeah. on my iPhone uh, and on my Android phone because it collates Rotten Tomatoes data. So I yeah. can look at a glance and see how a movie is. Yeah, but I, I look at Flick and I think, wow, this is just an, a, a better version of Rotten Tomatoes. It's yeah. like Rotten Tomatoes 2.0. So there could be a future for them. Um, but uh, $10 million, I just think, oof, oof. Happy, happy. Happy they left big, I'm sure to go do this. Yep. <laughs> 10 million. Okay. 10 so million users, $10 million. Is a, that's a buck a user. Buck a user. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leo. Uh, I don't know if you saw this headline about Facebook um, and their new form of advertising. Um, they just released this and, and I, I believe, I don't believe, think it's actually. Has it live. happened to you on your Facebook page yet? No. And I, I'm not sure it actually has happened to anyone or oh. they're just maybe testing it with a select group of, group of people. So your Facebook activity could possibly now become an ad. This is very weird. Have you heard about this? Yeah. So as soon as you like something, it, it could turn into an ad. Yeah, so they could turn it into a sponsored story. So for instance, let's say I go and I check in at uh, Starbucks and I tell my friends that I'm using Facebook places and maybe I check in at Starbucks and said, say, oh, you know, went to, they have great coffee there. Um, all of a sudden in my newsfeed, um, Starbucks could essentially place an ad around that content. They're calling it sponsored stories. Uh, so it would have a, you know, Starbucks logo it'll attached be, it. It would be in the feed. In the feed. Oh, so as you go through your feed, all of a sudden you'd see an item that, well, it looks like it's from a friend, but it's not. It's a sponsored, it's a, it's a, exactly. an ad. Yeah, I just think it, you know, I think Facebook does these things all, all the time. And I think this article kind of alludes to this, that uh, they, they, try stuff. They, they try stuff. Yeah, it's all and a lab. Yeah. And if there's a huge reaction from people because they're angry about privacy or right. whatever it might be, then they kind of pull back a little bit. Uh, but this is one thing that I think has kind of gone too far. I mean, I think from a, an advertiser's perspective, sure, it's exciting that you can take someone else's content and these genuine, authentic pieces of uh, information and wrap your ad around them. But I just, I just think that I don't know if people are going to put up with this for that long. You know, and you can't opt out. Twitter claims, you know, they're doing kind of the same thing 
Well, I don't know if actually Twitter, Twitter's not putting ads in the in the tweets. No. They just got the over here, the promoted in the trends. You'll have a promoted trend. Yeah, I think the the difference with the Twitter ads, as far as I understand it, is that they don't take your content and wrap an ad around it. So right. they may have their own sponsored tweets. You know, if Starbucks wants to tweet something and it becomes a sponsored tweet and, you know, like you said, shows up on the side of uh, Twitter, but they would never take, if I said, hey, I really love Starbucks, they have the best coffee around, they would never take that and kind of, you know, tweet it back well, out and say sponsored by Starbucks. They, If you do a search... Hmm. They will promote tweets to the top of the search, paid f tweets to the top of the search. Yes. So that's one way they do it. Then they do it in the trends. So there's promoted tweets, promoted trends, yeah. and then promoted accounts. So you, when you see people you should follow, it may say Starbucks. and But at least it says promoted, right? That you know exactly. that was a sale. Yeah, and they're not, I mean, as far as I understand, they're not taking your content. And they don't take your content. They take the, the Starbucks content. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, like people have said uh, since this was announced, um, it's just kind of odd. You know, imagine if you checked in at a restaurant and uh, and then all of a sudden that restaurant wraps an ad around your update, but maybe you had a terrible experience at that restaurant or, you know, the, I don't know, you had, had bad yeah, they, food or whatever yeah, it might be. Don't turn that it's into not, a news story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not as though... Um, there's much context around, you know, the update that you've put out there. Uh, and if they attach a tweet to or a, a sponsorship to it, it just looks like, you know, it's automatically a positive endorsement or review, even though you had nothing to do with it and you can't opt out of it. Did you see that Twitter made $45 million on those promoted tweets in 2010? $45 million. And an analyst says that um, e-marketer analyst Deborah Aho Williams says that she expects them to earn 150 million in 2011 from those just from those promoted tweets yeah well it's really amazing i'm actually meeting with someone from facebook uh in a couple of weeks i'm just trying to organize the meeting to talk more about facebook advertising you know how it works and how companies can take advantage I'm, of I'm it i'm very curious about it yeah I am too, you know, and I just want to kind of get inside it because you realize that there's a lot of things that happen at Facebook. As much as I'm a user and, you know, practice social media and talk about it, I don't understand everything that they're doing or how all of these different things work. So I'm going to sit down with someone uh, from Facebook and go through, uh, you know, some of their new advertising features and figure out uh, exactly how it can be beneficial to uh, companies. But I'm also curious from an end user's perspective, you know, stuff like uh, the uh, new sponsored stories. Um, how how this will really affect um, individuals who depend on Facebook and kind of rely on it as being a trusted destination. So right. we'll see what happens. Very interesting. It sure is. Um, Leo, do you use LinkedIn a lot? Uh, well, I don't use it a lot, but I, I mean, I'm a member. I have it. I, I approve, peer, you know, every month I'll log in and, and uh, approve invitations, things like that. I mean, I think it's for people who are, I don't expect that I, <laughs> I tweeted this the other day and I thought it was sounded pretty egotistical, but I didn't mean it as the way it came off. But I said, I probably won't ever have to look for a job again because I've made my own job in effect, right? Course, I'm only yeah. if, if Twit collapses, I might have to, be, but I don't anticipate that. LinkedIn doesn't make a lot of sense for somebody like me, right? Because uh, unless you're looking for work or looking for employees, I guess, which I wouldn't use LinkedIn to do that. I just don't have that much use for it. Do yeah, you use I'm, it? I'm 
I'm in the same boat. I just wrote an article today for the Globe Mail about this because I just find myself, you know, I go into LinkedIn maybe once every couple of weeks and all I do is approve requests, but I don't use it um, at all. I mean, I definitely don't use it to its full potential or use any of the apps or any of the features. Uh, I know people who absolutely love it, uh, but, uh, you know, it's I know people who use it like their main, like Facebook, mm. like their main thing, you know, they're yeah. so into... Uh, yeah, and I think for me, I'm more into having conversations and trying to, you know, have you know, just socialize more. And I find LinkedIn is almost like a more sterile, sterile community in some ways. Um, however, they just launched this tool called InMaps that allows you to visualize your LinkedIn contacts. Um, and so when you click on the link to, uh, to uh, InMaps, all you do is enter your, your LinkedIn uh, username and password. And then it spits out this really cool graph where you can get a sense of uh, your entire network. So it's kind of fun, even if you aren't an avid LinkedIn user. User. So it's is it from LinkedIn? Yeah, it's from LinkedIn. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it was done in LinkedIn Labs. Sound familiar? Yeah. Um, uh, just like Google Labs, and uh, it's just a different way to look at your connections uh, and to figure out, you know, uh, what connections are the closest to you in terms of how you interact with them. And uh, it looks just like a, a gigantic kind of spider web, and it's all different colors. And then if you decide you want to take that information and uh, you know, categorize it a little bit better, you can do that as well. So, so it uh, takes a while. I mean, it's going through one by one all of my hundreds, maybe thousands of LinkedIn connections. It's not going to be. I'll gather these in, uh, later in the show. Yeah, it will <laughs> show take a you little my bit. Map. And it has, uh, usually it has funny little messages too. If you have a lot of contacts, it says, you have a lot of, you have a big network. It's going to take some time. So uh, you do have to, to Ooh. wait a little bit. Ooh. Oh, it's done. Oh, look. Wow. Now what do I do? I know exactly. It's kind of like LinkedIn itself, you know. Now what do I do? Now what? <laughs> yeah, there's there's me and a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, holy moly. Explore your connections. Use your mouse scroll to zoom. Click and drag the mouse, the map to move. Click on a connection's name. So these are friends of friends. Exactly. And so if, just, what does it mean when they, like Chris Brillo has a big ball? What does that mean? Is, it, is he more important than Ken Zamkow? Um, I think the bigger the font and the bigger the dot, if I'm correct, um, I think it, it signifies maybe a bigger network. So I, I'm not. Oh, look at that. Sure. And then you click on somebody who shows their network. Exactly. Oh, this is neat. Oh, look, Chris is linked to all these people. Mm. Wow, this is it's neat. Kind of like it is neat. It's kind of, do you remember, oh, I don't know the name of it, but years ago we reviewed this music tool that did the sort of, sort of the same thing where if you picked Bob Marley, it um, put artists associated with Bob yeah. Marley around it. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit of that site. Look, I clicked on Jim Ladderback and look, ooh, he knows everybody. Yeah. Uh, let's see, who else? These are, now over here, these are all tech TV people. They're all green. Exactly. So it does categorize them very well. So if you decide that you're- job. If you're a huge LinkedIn fan and, and uh, you want to actually add a little legend for your map and categorize people, you can do that too. So, um, here's, Oh, here's you. Okay, Leo Laporte, Amber Mac, you've got a giant ball. And then it shows how it reaches into other areas of my life. Here's a few tech TV people. This is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you could gather some information out of this. Yeah, it's fun. I mean... I don't know about you, Leo, but I, the thing that I love the most about the internet today is, first of all, infographics. Love infographics. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, there's some really cool stuff coming out. Uh, and also love visualization maps like this. I just think, you know, taking data and just looking at it in different ways is really fun. So Look, uh, put all the Canadians in a corner over here. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. They're all purple. 
in the lower corner. Matt Harris, Warren Frey, Sean Carruthers, Katya Diakow, Franklin Harris. Just on the edges, too. It's so insulting. Yeah, that's, the, that's Canada Corner. That's the Canada right Corner. Canada Corner over here. So, it's, it, you know, it's good for a few minutes of fun if you're uh, at work. Kind of it, what I find very interesting, I guess, you know, it, it can really do this analysis. Um, that's really neat. And then you can label the network. So I can say the purple is Canada Corner, you know, and all that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, neat yeah. tool. Thank you. LinkedIn. Yeah, it's kind of it's uh, inmaps.linkedinlabs.com. Yeah, and hopefully they do more stuff like that. I mean, I think, um, you know, stuff like this makes it uh, just more interesting and, and not so stale and static and that's how i look at linkedin <laughs> jeff jeff janer is going to join us in just a little bit ceo of SpringPad, a really interesting way to take notes online before we uh, get jeff on the line you mind if i uh, mention our friends at ford of course the, go ahead at the ford plant i have some good friends at ford i have to say i'm a, a big fan as you know of my 2010 mustang but amber i saw my new car I saw it and I want it. You saw it? I saw it and I want it. It's the new Focus Electric. Won't be out till next year, but the new 2012 Focus, uh, it, a lot of the models will be out like any minute now. In fact, I know we're, a bunch of people are going to Madrid in February to drive it, including oh, nice. some of our listeners. And I think John C. Dvorak's going out there, some other people too. If you, if you want to know more about the new Focus Electric, this is, this is my new car, focuselectricpower.com. Of course, it's got the Ford Sync and the My Ford Touch. I mean, I you know I wouldn't I I can't buy a car without my Ford Touch. But it also has an electric vehicle app app for your uh, Android or iPhone. It's got custom routes which you can then send from your phone to the Ford Sync, so it'll walk you through. Um, I mean, it's just really slick. Three hour charging, My Key technology, so you can have separate keys for different drivers. So you can kind of keep an eye if you've got a teenager <laughs> and you can have settings for them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so stoked to take a look at... I want you to go to uh, focuselectricpower.com and take a look at the all-new, beautiful 2012 Focus. They're going to have gas, diesel, hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and electric. All the different formats. But the electric's the one for me. It's a stylish little Isn't that car. pretty? Yeah, I love it. You know what? Uh, Alan Mulally, the CEO of Ford, calls that the top hat. So <laughs> I love this. This is this is car talk. So the the Focus is an international car. They're going to have basically the same design, the same, but with slight modified, slightly modified top hats for different countries. And um, but but the but the efficiency of having. The one uh, style, look at inside. I mean, luxury car, but boy, wait till you see the price. Very affordable. Focus Electric Power. This is what I'm, that's the site I'm on right now. FocusElectricPower.com. And do take a look at the great hands-free, hands-free calling, the 911 assist, the, all the cool stuff you can do with the uh, new My Ford Touch, including commands for battery management and climate control and navigation. 10,000 commands now in the uh, Ford Sync. With I am Ford so Touch. jealous. You know, every time I get in my car, I think about... You uh, want to talk to it, don't Ford you? Sync, and I think... <laughs> you <wanna laughs> I just, want, I just imagine everything is going to work. I can play whatever I want, you know, yeah. call my mom, but... You know, it's, it just, it's really simple. Do not buy a car unless it has uh, Sync in it. And uh, this is... I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I want to get right, it. When's it coming out? 
I don't know. You know, they're test driving it uh, next month, but I think yep. it's probably coming out either late this year or early next year. The elect, the all electric one. You know, the zero CO two emissions one. That's but that's the one I want. I want to be green. Yeah, definitely. And you get this charging well, system in your house, it charges in three hours. But then the other thing I'm waiting for, and I think probably Ford's waiting for, is more and more charging stations. And I'm seeing them now in San Francisco, a lot of the parking lots. The Oakland Airport, when I go there, you get priority parking right next to the terminal. Such a good idea. If you have an electric car, and they have a plug right there, and you don't pay for it. You just plug it in, and, it's the, and when you get out of the plane, it's there. It's all charged up. I love it! That is a great idea. Anyway, I can go on and on. I won't. Focus <laughs> electric power dot. Com. You want to do a couple more links and then we'll uh, get our guest on? Yeah, sure. So um, next up, uh, you probably saw this headline. Amazon has announced uh, Amazon Tote, which is a free grocery delivery service where you can order household items to your home for free, uh, assuming they're under a certain weight. And you can do it, I think, up to two times a week. Uh, they are trying out this uh, service. See, I used to subscribe and save, which they've kind of mm. stopped doing or something. I mean, there's not many people. But I'm totally up for this. I love this idea. Oh, so do I. Especially when you have, I don't know about you, Leo, Dried but I goods. have the same things that I order, yeah. you know, buy every yeah, single Yeah, you got to have a certain amount of diapers, soup, whatever. You, there's certain dry goods you just always get. I wouldn't order my produce this way. No, no, no. But, you know, paper towels and those type of things that are just kind of a hassle to go out and uh, buy them yourself if they just got delivered on a regular basis. And it's I think free. It's really and it's weekly. No subscription, minimum delivery sizes. There's no fee. Uh, reusable tote bags. So they must, I wonder, are they using uh, traditional delivery services or are they going to do their own thing? I, it looks like they're going to do their own thing, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Sealed I guess reusable you know, tote bags twice a week. Mm -hmm. you, you get a special day. It's your tote day. And then these are the zip code. It's not really available in many, pla many places. No, not yet. I guess they're uh, going to use their own delivery vehicles. That's why. Yeah, I'm guessing so. And so it, it uh, you can order up to... Uh, um, one, any items as long as they weigh 50 pounds or less. So it says it's going to be delivered in a sealed weather-resistant tote bag. You know what I've been using? Uh, what? Do you know about Alice? Alice.com? No. no. Yeah, buy all your home essentials directly from a manufacturer. So, but it's one box, and there's like automatic coupons and stuff. I, I signed up for this. I haven't, I haven't actually ordered anything, but I'm kind of, this is like the same idea. And it's named yeah. after Alice, the uh, character in the Brady Bunch. I think. Oh, that's, Isn't that great? That's really cool. You know, you get... Do you use Alice? I have used it once. And, and uh, Eileen's used it. It's cool. Yeah. And what's nice is it's, it's like they have one warehouse, but all the manufacturers put their stuff in there. So it's like it all comes in one box, but you're buying from the manufacturer. So it's oh, cheaper, that, right? It's cheaper. Yeah. It's like 15% off. And you don't have to park. And have to park. <laughs> uh, uh, that's another good reason to get I love their tagline, everyone needs an Alice. Yeah, I need an Alice. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. I think when you said Alice, I was thinking about an, an app that was out a, a while ago that I think was like a to-do list or an oh, organizational yeah. app or something. That's But uh, this Alice looks even cooler. Well, I signed up. I thought this was really cool. And then I, I haven't ever done anything. So I'm glad to know that Eileen's done it once. Oh, good. Well, we, you know, we get Safeway delivers groceries here every week. Mm. Yeah. So I have like, you know, you get coupons. See this disposer, garbage disposer, cleaner plus bleach. I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Kaleo, no shopping. Yeah. yeah. You can have like your standard list and all that stuff. That's yeah, that's cool. the best part about it. Yeah. yeah. It's automatic. I want to try this Amazon tote thing. You know, Amazon, you know, the truth is they're going to get my business because it's Amazon. Oh, exactly. They get all my business. 
They're amazing. They saved me at Christmas because I uh, was ordering some presents for my family in Prince Edward Island on the east coast of Canada. And of course, I waited too long. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember what date I ordered items. But I, you know, I got them delivered to my grandmother's house. And it was within 48 hours. I got her like a crock pot and some books and all these things. And they came nicely wrapped. And uh, you know, they're just amazing. So I am. Uh, I have Spring Pad Spring on my uh, on my iPad. I have it on my phone. I have it everywhere. It's a very cool thing. Should we get Jeff on the line here? Because he is the uh, CEO of SpringPad. Yeah, let's get him on. Hey, Jeff. Good to talk to you. Hi, Jeff. Very good. Nice to see you. Is it Janer or Janner? Do you guys hear me? I hear you great. Can you hear yeah. us? It's Janer. 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 So uh, I've been using SpringPad for a while. I think it's a very cool idea. You're going right up against some... Well, it's a pretty crowded category, uh, but I guess Evernote and uh, Microsoft's OneNote are kind of the big competition. How are you different from those two? Oh, did I lose you? I guess he's... Are you hearing me? I hear you. Did I lose you? No. I, I, I just asked you a question. Did you hear the question? I heard the question. Let me... Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Everything seems fine. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. So how is this different from, from those, from, you know, the competition? So uh, we do get compared to Evernote quite a bit, yep. and we're actually uh, pretty fundamentally different. Um, I, I think we overlap in the context of uh, uh, storage and retrieval. So wherever you are, whatever you come across, you want to remember it. Could be, you know, scanning a barcode at, for the bottle of wine you have at a restaurant off your mobile or using a web clipper or uh, a browser extension. But, and then the, then the similarities kind of change from there because what we look to do is actually uh, detect what it is that you're saving and then structure that data. And then by structuring that data, that allows us to uh, find and associate useful links and, uh, and, and actually offers related directly to what you're saving. Um, and the idea is um, less of a digital filing cabinet, if you will, and more of a personal assistant. So for example, you guys were talking earlier about Flick and, and movies. What we do with, with movies is if you save a movie, uh, we're going to show you the local listings and show times. We'll let you buy ah. uh, tickets through Fandango. We'll let you know, let you add it to your Netflix queue. And then we'll continue to notify you proactively that it's available on DVD or that you can buy it or that it's, uh, uh, you can watch trailers. You can. So the idea is for everything that you save, how can we help you out when you're ready to actually do something with what you've saved? So I'm going to try that here. So I'm in my movies notebook and I'm going to add a, a, a True Grit uh, note. So I, that's a current movie and just type True Grit. Is that all I need to do? Well, you'll... If no, I do it in the, uh, if you go into, uh, go to uh, all my stuff and then hit the plus button. Okay. At the top. All my stuff. And yeah. there we go. And I'm going to add it here. Okay. And hit the plus button. Okay. And add a note. And then, uh, no, go down to uh, look it up. Ah, look it up. There's the key. Okay. True and then just type grit. true grit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now it's getting information about true grit, the book. 
Uh, so look down on the bottom, and you can scroll across to movies. Movie or show, and it's going to find that. Oh, this is cool. So let me, and if I add that to my spring pad, now I've added, so now I've added kind of a special note to my spring pad about True and, Grit. And that's what we've pulled in, what look you see that. there. This is great. This is great. In fact, it's pulling in, there's the movie times for my, it knows my local cinema. That's cool. Yeah. I can buy it on iTunes. I can buy it on Amazon. I can view it in IMDb. Oh, this is great. So it's right. smart. So that's why we say smart. Yeah. And then the uh, other thing that you would see in your uh, off the dashboard there, you see a uh, an alerts tab. Mm -hmm. When there's a change in state, uh, actually back in all my stuff. Sorry. These are my alerts. I don't have any yet, but if the movie, you know. if there's a change in state, so when it's available on DVD, we'll proactively alert you to that. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So that really is some set. Now, I should tell people, this version that I'm using is a web app. It's actually a Chrome extension. Uh, so this is the web app. It's an HTML5-powered web app. Right. Um, it, it's, it, we have a, an extension that's actually separate. Oh, this isn't the extension. Right. This is the, uh, the app. This is the actual app. Yeah. Um, so I got this in the web store. It's free, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what other types of things can you do with it? Like, for example, um, I'm looking for an easy way to manage um, links and content ideas for an upcoming presentation. Could I use this for something like that? Sure. So we uh, introduced recently this con the concept of notebooks. So, uh, again, you have the ability to either when you're browsing the web or just creating things yourself, just create a notebook that's a project notebook. And then you can gather your information um, and what we've done is give you different ways to visualize that information. So say you're planning a trip to the, see the new studio or to go to San Francisco. Uh, you have the ability to kind of assemble materials, if you will. And then uh, one of the other things that's kind of cool in the, uh, both the iPad app and in the, uh, in the web app is we give you different ways to visualize that. So if you're planning a trip, you might, you know, list all your friends that are in that area. You might, the places you want to see, the restaurants you want to go, etc. And then you would click the board, and it's essentially a virtual cork board. So you can drag all of the, that data onto your cork board, and we'll visualize it for you. And then if you add a map to that, we're going to pin all those locations for you. It's like Google Wave, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the, again, the thought is... Uh, the thought is really, this is for personal benefit. So, you know, organize how you want to organize, uh, use it as a digital filing cabinet. But again, how can we help you out by adding more information? And then ultimately that becomes the key to our business model as well, which is we're going to be free to the consumer forever. So it's not a, a storage model. The more you save, the more you pay. It's in fact built on giving you uh, you've expressed interest in something in particular, so can we notify you to a change in state that actually helps you out? And people so, will pay, obviously, for that. And you do also have ads in the app. 
Yeah, the ads are a very small part of the of the business model. It's really more in the context of if you save a restaurant, today we're integrated with some 250 different services, including Groupon or Living Social. Right. So you've saved a restaurant, we're going to proactively alert you to that there's a deal of the day. Oh, see, that that's, a, that's a great way to use Groupon. Instead of me having to go search Groupon, you'll notify me, hey, there's a Groupon coupon. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so if... Sorry, Leo. Go, go ahead. ahead. If you're um, using this on your iPad and, you know, for me, for instance, I also have an iPhone. I mean, it will sync nicely between um, different devices. Yeah. It, it's synced through the cloud um, pretty much uh, instantly, automatically. Yeah. It's really great. And, and that's automatic. So all the, uh, all the stuff that, I, that I've, you know, there's the true grid entry and all that stuff. So all that stuff that I just did, by the way, uh, is already on my iPad even though I, I, uh, you saw me doing it, you know. This is the True Grit, the, uh, not the, the, the one I just did. So that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to try it out now. Yeah, now it makes me more interested. So tell me a little bit about the, uh, the kind of the artificial intelligence that's in here. Um, do you, <laughs> that's a picture of myself, by the way, that looks like a Sharpie. Uh, <laughs> you can take pictures in this. Uh, here's a here's a a store in Petaluma. Do, do you plan to add more intelligence for more kinds of uh, items in here? Yeah. So, uh, good question. So, what we've done for starters is look at things that are readily uh, structurable, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, movies, books. Uh, there's a whole list of categories of things that we recognize. Right now, with a note or a task, we're not uh, actually looking into that task to pull anything out or into that uh, note. So I need to do but, it when I create it is when, when it will do that. That's correct. Okay. And, and uh, the uh, partnerships that we're striking now are tied to data feeds or APIs. So, for example, uh, if you save a wine from, a, from a, any site, we're going to look up against the wine.com API and ah. return information about that bottle of wine for you, as well as ping another database to add, to let you know if there's local retailer availability. Uh, so, I, I have, that, that's what really will make this powerful, as is you get more and more uh, connections between my SpringPad database and the outside world. I have the Chrome uh, plugin on this. So if I'm on a page, oh, I have to log in. Shoot, I'll do that real quickly. If I'm if I'm on this and I'm on a page like this, that that LinkedIn page you just talked about, Amber, yep. I can I can automatically add that to my SpringPad uh, from here right away. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah, that's kind of what I'd love to do is just be able to yeah, you, you know, surf the net inventory. exactly. And the other functionality that we have from uh, from Chrome uh, is kind of Chrome to phone, so you can. Save something. You're browsing the web. You're going to go see a movie. What's the restaurant that I want to uh, uh, go to? Again, just push that as a notification to your phone, and that'll come with all of the information, including a map, including the link to Open Table, etc. Is that iPad only? I iPhone only? Android only? Is it all? Uh, it's Android, uh, Froyo, and above. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is available right now. So, by the way, there's this is the. Uh, oh, let me Pull it up. I gotta get the. I have, I have too many versions of SpringPad installed. <laughs> this is this is the. Uh, you see, here's my. When I click this, uh, this the Chrome extension, it pulls up all my stuff. Or I can add something to it. I can do a, yeah. a clipping of it, which is really really handy. Yeah, Amber. For instance, you know, I have all your links 
from the show. Let's say uh, you wanted to use this. Is there a way I could share this so she could she could actually make a a database of all the stuff that she's going to do? I have a net net at night database and then share that with me. Yeah, so everything that you bring into SpringPad is brought in private by default, mm -hmm. but you have the ability to make any, either any category or any individual item public and then can share it out oh, uh, from great. there, post it wow. to Facebook, post to Twitter, etc. That's really handy. Now, I also know that you can import your delicious bookmarks. There's an opportunity for people who oh. are worried about delicious going away. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we uh, launched that uh, towards the end of December, and I think we've seen a I bet. probably close to four million uh, bookmarks <laughs> have been brought into SpringPad in the last month. I bet. Yeah. So extensions for Chrome only? Or do you have a Firefox extension? Uh, no, we have the bookmarklet, the web clipper that you can drag. Which up works to fine. Yeah. It's okay. for uh, for Firefox for any browser. And you can link your Facebook, your Gmail, your Yahoo, and Twitter uh, to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are apps for the iPhone, the iPad, and Android. And then there's, uh, there's no desktop app, but you don't need one because the web app is actually quite sophisticated. It's actually a very good example of what a web app can do. Yeah, and that's uh, just one point uh, uh, about the lack of a desktop app at this point. I, you have offline access to your stuff on the iPhone and on the iPad and on Android. And I believe our next step in the near future will be to provide offline access to your stuff off the web app. Oh, yeah, there would sure. be an issue, yeah. Because if I'm not yeah. online, I don't have access to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, you can save stuff and then it syncs when you, when you connect. But, uh, but having offline access, I think we'll, what we've done with the web app is, as you say, we've really focused on what are the features that make it like a desktop app. So you can drag and drop files from your desktop oh, yeah. onto the web app. And you can even theme it. I mean, there's there's some fun yeah. themes, as you can see. I've, I themed mine with a submarine, but I'm going to now do, because I'm about <laughs> to travel, I'm going to make the travel theme on here. I really, I have to say, I really like this app, and I'm glad you came on, Jeff, because uh, I like it even more now that I understand the interconnection between the data that's in here and uh, the outside world. I think that's very cool. Yeah, and that's the, uh, I guess, the uh, both the opportunity and the challenge is, to communicate something that it's just a note app, just take a note, right, and then show you the power of what's behind that, versus trying to explain what it is with a series of ands. And right. A, <laughs> well, we know about that. Uh, Amber, uh, our friend Rail Dornfest, remember we had him on, did stick it, which was yeah. a similar, very simple idea. It would parse your notes in there. And you had all sorts of commands and stuff. And he eventually closed it down. He went on and got a job at Twitter, but he eventually closed it down for, I think, that very reason, Jeff. It was, it was yeah. difficult to articulate the advantage of it. Yeah. And, well, I think you've done a good job, and you certainly made it. It's a lot prettier than Stick It. I'll, I'll say that much for you. <laughs> and, uh, and it is everywhere. I mean, I have to say now, one of the nice things about the web store on Chrome is that it then puts it on all of your Chrome browsers everywhere. It syncs it everywhere automatically so that applications available on Chrome everywhere. Um, and then having it on the iPhone and the iPad and the Android phone means that I've got my data everywhere. So I like that. I have to say that's there's something to be said for that. Jeff Janer, thank you Very so much. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm going to sign up as soon as I get off here. I, have the, I uh, look forward to hearing your feedback. Thanks yeah. very much for your time. I, I, we appreciate it. I apologize. I got the lower third wrong. It's springpadit.com. Correct. Spring thank you. It. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that's that's kind of a, a neat idea, isn't it? I mean, it's um, it's something you can use uh, to store everything. We could try it 
for sharing yeah. uh, data maybe between it. Yeah, no, it looks yeah. cool. Just have a place to kind of stash stuff. I just like that it, you know, it syncs nicely across the, I'm always going from, you know, one phone to another to uh, one browser on a different computer. So uh, it's nice that it uh, plays nice with all of those different things. Let's get our uh, site of the night and our clip of the night. And then we're going to get to TNT in just a little bit. Before we do, though, I would like to say quickly a little bit about my secret for fighting <laughs> spam, MailRoute.info. Since 2004, I've been using MailRoute. My friend Tom Johnson came to me and said, would you like to try it? Would you like to be a beta tester? And I said, well, okay, let me let me give it a shot. And I've never gone back. In fact, the, the few times that I have, and it's not been their fault, but I have accidentally changed my settings, I've really regretted it because MailRoute stops a ton of spam from coming into my inbox. You know, I've had the same email address for like 15 or 20 years and as a result, I'm on every spam mailing list there is. All I have to do is change my MX record. Everything that comes to me goes to MailRoute first, where it strips out the spam. Uh, in my case, 97% of the email is spam. That's over 970,000 messages over the last 12 months that I never saw. They didn't even go to my server. I mean, that's a huge savings. I want you to give it a try right now. There's a special address we've got for you, MailRoute dot info if you go there that's kind of a signal oh yeah i heard it on net at night uh and uh and you'll get 10 percent off not just for the first month of year but for the life of your account mailroute.info it not only strips out spam it strips out viruses if you run your own server you have to be able to change the mx record you are going to love mailroute mailroute.info find out more right now our site of the night <laughs> is for Canadians. The Canadian in us all. Amber, tell us about it. Uh, the site is called If It Were My Home, and uh, it's an online tool that allows you to uh, compare where you live to another place in the world. It oh, it's actually, not just Canada? No, no. I just sent you that one because I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, but you could do country comparisons. But where, where it's gotten a lot of press recently is to put disasters in context. Uh. So um, if you think of the BP oil spill or if you think of the floods in Pakistan, you can go and check out some of these um, different disasters and see how big they are compared to where you live. Um, oh, and you can also that's compare cool. your country. Yeah, it's really cool. So you compare compare where you live to another country and it will spit out all this information, um, you know, life expectancy. If you lived in, in Argentina instead of Canada, you'd have twice the infant mortality, but you'd use 85% less electricity and 75% less oil and you'd have 72% more babies. That means you'd have like 1.72 babies right now. Wow. You'd make 64% less money. Hmm. And you'd spend 67% less money on health care. But you'd die 4.5 years sooner. This is cool. It's so, really cool. So let's try Haiti in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So that would, be, that would be so you understand kind of the size and the relative. Uh, yeah. This, this, uh, you know, the sort of economic situation in right. Haiti right now. Um, and that, by the way, Haiti is about the size of Wood Buffalo National Park. I know. It's so amazing to do this and compare some countries and see how small they actually yeah. are um, compared to, obviously, Canada is a massive country, as is right. the U.S. Uh, but I've spent, you know, so much time on this site recently. And it's a great learning tool, too. I can imagine educators using it in classrooms. And, oh, yeah. Um, like I said, the disasters section is very interesting just to put disasters in. Uh, oh, they actually uh, have a, a link right here, disasters. Yeah. So the BP oil spill. Yeah, I think I saw this on the news when they compared. That's the size of the oil spill compared to uh, the Bay Area. <laughs> Ooh. We'd, be, we'd be under not the worst oil, but, but some of it. 
Wow, look at that. That tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's a really fun, fun site called ifitweremyhome.com. Um, the only thing is it has some, a lot of ads. A lot of ads. So yeah. Just uh, ignore those. I mean, the, the people <laughs> seem to have put it up for free, so uh, there's right. great information so and data there. they got to pay for it. If, my, yeah. it were, if it were my home.com. Yeah, I can. That's the only negative because if you were a school, you might not want the kids to see all the belly fat ads. But on the other hand, what the heck? Or yeah, date wealthy women. I know. Uh, you know what? Hopefully hmm. it's it, it will do well and, and it will continue to get attention and maybe they'll be able to strip down the ads. Because um, I think I found it. I think UNICEF uh, in Canada tweeted it out and that's how I first found out about it. So This is kind yeah. of a shame because, you know, it should be used in schools. And you now you really see why we donate money to Wikipedia. Oh, exactly. Because we don't, we don't, I mean, it's just inappropriate. A school couldn't use this because of that ad. I know. Yeah, the ads are, are not great on it, yeah, I have to say. You know, I, I did a surf, search between Afghanistan and Canada, and, the, you know, there's ads all the down the side, you know, date an Afghan woman. And it, oh, it, great. It's, it's. <laughs> You know, it's it's not great, but I, I hope they do get some attention, and I hope that they will come out with a version a where they don't have ads. Yeah, because it, it's the information is amazing, and it like I said, it's just a great learning tool. Yeah, if it were my home, dot. <laughs> Leo's hooked now. That's my whole goal. Yeah, well, actually, I'm more interested in the ads. So Afghanistan, I I've, <laughs> I've been offered an intelligence degree from the CIA. Uh, women for Afghan women, and I'm one degree away from a quality education at American Public University. So that's all good. <laughs> and now, ladies okay. and gentlemen, this is, you're going to love this one. This is our uh, video of the night. Anything yeah, you want to say about this before we... Uh, no, it's not educational. It's just uh, a guy, uh, you know, who is from San Francisco, who uh, made his uh, mark on the, uh, I guess it's like spoken poetry scene and uh, has come out with this rap video. And he's just super, super talented. His name is Watsky. Watsky. And Amber, I will, as always, because we're going to go right out of this into TNT, say good night to you. Thank you for being here. Amber MacArthur is online at ambermac.com. That's also her Twitter handle, and she's the host of a great show, which you much must watch, uh, called um, commandn.tv. Actually, that's where you find it, too, commandn.tv. And also the author of this fine book. It's on my shelf. I'm just reaching back to get it because it's always handy. Power Friending. Available everywhere in bookstores. And this is cool that you're getting to talk to uh, people like Facebook about how it can be used or LinkedIn about how it can mm -hmm. be used. That's neat. So you're continuing your research. Yeah. I'm, I'm always fascinated by that stuff. You know, it's yeah. made you a, uh, a an expert in social in the using social media. So I think that's really cool. Power All right, Leo. It's been fun. Thank you, Amber. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you Watsky. Good night, Amber. Good night. See you next time on Net at Night. Hit it, Watsky. He's not moving. Sometime. There he comes. He's got a cat. We know this much. And he's got a mic. Don't know why I'm built so fly, but I am no lie. Oh my. Well, I get a low ride huffy, sitting on the peg with shoulders puffy. Cuff rolled up to my calf, class with the ass, bat with a swag like Buffy. Gotta be the one to bite the bullet, I'm a sinner, but I better could have been a better man. I wanna be Zan, but I guess I'm about some medicine instead of meditating, but I get it when I can. I don't wanna wind up with a gutter with a bottle of malt, like a bit, cause I never got a call telling me that it's all figured out. I'm sick of doubt, but I'm looking at the wall. Part of me.
you So would it be caught up in the moment to be open to the good and the god of me But I got a lobotomy, get to get that I ought to become a bit of an oddity What's a buddy, get to find out the thought of me Who's he, you gotta be kidding me Do me like cabaret to be If you see me with a chickadee, no diggity, it'd be giggity, giggity, giggity Gonna send like a letter from above with a woman that I love Cause I get it like I live, but if my baby's gay I'll say, you go gay baby, work that crib Work that bib, burp that kid, oh, screw police Hold that car, I don't want a Jesus piece But I want a Reese's piece and a Kit Kat bar I want everybody focusing to get me to let him in the kick it for the betterment of innocent Americans who never want to settle for the pop. Or not, cause my bedroom rocks and the beat still knocks when I sort my socks. I'm up with a level of sex with the tip of my head to my gorgeous knees.